You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you it's more than just your output more than a bike when you hear your shout out you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and say goodbye to me. You know what you need to know and what's it all about. Everything you need, it's on the clip out. Welcome to the clip out. Episode 2. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. They said we'd never make it. And we made it to episode 2. Ta-da. Yay. So on this episode, we're going to have part 2 of our interview with Matt Wilpers, where he talks about power zones. Yes. We're going to have uh, Paleton in the news. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres apparently is a fan of the bike. Which was very exciting. It was very exciting. And she's always funny. Yes. We also have a new recipe to share with all of you. And I would like to also share with you guys something inspirational that I found... Um, uh, on the Facebook page recently. So with that being said, let's uh let's dive in, shall we? It's time for news of the Peloton. So big news. Ellen got a bike. So I'm tr- I'm trying to weigh do my celebrity math. So I'm like, is she the biggest celebrity that has a bike now? Well, you know, part of this is interesting because we don't really know all the celebrities that have a bike. They have a leaderboard name. Okay, that's fair. Is she the biggest confirmed celebrity that has a bike? I think she might be. Because Neil Patrick Harris, he's pretty big. He is pretty big. But he's not Dory. Alyssa Milano has one, but she's not as famous these days. Right. She's not, um, yeah. I mean, Alyssa Milano, I mean, no, but yeah, I think she Ellen, just doesn't. Yeah. It's not like she was in a movie this week or this month or something right. like that and has her own talk show. I don't. Right. She's on a TV daily in the same way that Ellen is. Exactly. We're not trying to be mean if she's listening. Exactly. But she's probably not. <laughs> probably not. It's episode two. Yeah. <laughs> In my head, I was trying to do the the celebrity math on is Ellen bigger than Neil Patrick Harris? That's a pretty tough one. They're, that is, they're both hilarious. They're very both very funny, and they both have lots of stuff going on today that they do. So I don't know, but it's it is exciting when you see it makes you feel like okay, I'm not crazy for liking this thing as much as I do when clearly Ellen and her wife also like it. Yeah, and they don't. I don't think they just like it. I think they love it because she spent her entire opening monologue talking about the Peloton. Yeah, she spent like. 
what two or three minutes of, yeah and that's a lot on a show like that exactly so if you missed it here it is i have been doing this show for 14 years now which is a long time That's a long, long time. It's almost 15 years. It's more than 13. I'll tell you how long it is. Since I've been doing the show, they have made 45 Fast and Furious movies. That's how many have had that much time. It takes a lot of energy to host this show, and it's very important to stay in shape. I do a lot of different things to take care of myself. I, I do yoga. I, I play tennis. I do, uh, I do this. I do... What's, what's that? Yo-yo. I do yo-yo. Um, Lately, uh, Porsche and I have gotten into spinning. Anybody here like spinning? So we got a spin bike at the house. Just one. I'm not made of money. So it's the Peloton bike. I don't know if you've heard about the Peloton, but Peloton is a French word that means sore bottom. Before I got the Peloton, I'd never taken a spin class before, but I figured it's like riding a bike. How hard can it be? Whew, boy, the first time... I, I got off, I was almost impossible for me to pedal. I couldn't balance. There was nothing to hold on to. And I realized I'm sitting backwards. So <laughs> I know how to ride a bike, you know, and I ride a bike here on the lot. And I rode a bike all the time when I was a kid because of the DUIs. And so <laughs> as a kid, I, I literally ride my bike, you know, like everywhere, you know, but on the spin bike, 45 seconds, I'm about to die. It's, it's, <laughs> It's really hard. I'm sweating in places I didn't know I had. Two words, ear sweat. I don't know if you know ear sweat. It exists, and you have to have a tiny little towel to get in there. It's hard, but I keep doing it because it's addictive and because I don't know how to turn it off, quite frankly, Um, and to get my feet out of those shoes. I don't know how to do that either. But the Peloton bike has a tablet built into it, so it lets you, you can do live spin classes at your house, and they play great music, and sometimes they have a live DJ, so you really, really get into it, and it's a fantastic way to exercise. But I have one suggestion, Mr. Peloton, if you're watching. This is a million-dollar idea, I believe, a tandem spin bike. How about that? So... (laughs) tandem. That way, Portia could be in the front and and I could be in the back. She's pedaling as hard as she can. I've got a wine spritzer I'm sipping on. Good job, baby. You did good. Now I understand how people get obsessed with spinning. And I I like to ride, and I would like to ride more, but I have to save energy because then if I came here and I didn't have the energy, I would not have energy to dance with all of you. Well, that was really awesome. Yes, it was. Very enjoyable. She is just adorable. She's adorable. You're right. That was way better. (laughs) (laughs) And she can just keep spinning. After the monologue and it started posting on the Peloton page, a few people started talking about the fact that Ellen has a DJ on her show. And uh, I don't know if, if you're aware of this, but... We have a DJ for Peloton And his name is DJ John Michael And uh, so they started tweeting Trying to get him on the Ellen show I don't believe it was successful But it was awesome So does Ellen rotate through DJs Or is the Peloton community Just trying to get a dude fired (laughs) (laughs) I think they were just thinking Let's have him visit They they weren't trying to get him fired Maybe the guy needs a day off 
goes on. Got, he's got some PTO he's got to burn through or exactly. something. Exactly. He right. can't be there every day. And, no. and DJ John Michael is awesome. He's really funny and he has great energy. And you would know that if you ever took a DJ ride. But no. <laughs> it's still a ride, so no. So I hope that uh, it works out and potentially maybe later DJ John Michael will get to Ellen. Fingers crossed. Yes. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste. Texture, size. Yes. None of that with Hero Bread. No, because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs, they have like no substance to it. <laughs> it's like eating air. It is. And Hero Bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread. Like I did not feel like I was giving up something. I was surprised at how big each slice of bread was. Here's the real test of a piece of bread. (laughs) I didn't make a sandwich with these. I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to Hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, And they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clip Out listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Here's today's recipe for success. So one of the things you want to do on the show is give people some tips of quick, easy things to eat, food to consume that uh, will help keep you on your path to healthiness-osity. Yes, that was that was great. I think Thank you, you just invented a new word. I can do that. You can. Yes. My thought process is that I have heard you have to not only eat, you not only have to exercise, but you also have to eat well. And apparently eating is actually a really big part of this equation. It, I was a little sad. Yeah. A little sad to find that yeah, out. Like I thought getting the bike. I was done. I could eat more junk. Yeah. It turns out. No. Turns out that if you want to actually lose weight and get like real muscle tone, you can actually see the definition. Turns out you have to eat better, too. So you can't. You also don't feel good and you don't enjoy the the rides as much if you eat really junky food. Well, now I'm really not going to get on the bike. (laughs) (laughs) 
I thought it, I thought it was just like a, a way for me to eat even crappier food. No, I was, like was going to invent crappy like deep but, fried pizza. But it, <laughs> but it would it would allow you to have more calories to to enjoy more ice food. cream on a stick. Wait, that's just a fudge bar. That's a whole different podcast. That's, just, that already, that's already a thing. <laughs> that is a thing. I was all excited. Ice cream on a stick. Why is no one ever? Oh wait. Yeah, it. that's already that's already been done. Well, anyway, one of the things that I have been reading about is that I should try to reduce my sugar intake because apparently I am addicted to sugar. Apparently a lot of people are addicted to sugar. And so I've been trying to reduce the amount of yuck that I'm eating and try to eat more whole foods as a result. And so I've started doing a lot of research on easy clean eating uh, recipes. And one of the ones that I came across, I keep in mind, I know you know because you live with me, I have a very busy life and I'm not so much into the cooking. So the simpler the better. And I wanted to share with you guys a really, really easy one. It's only four ingredients, which is right up my alley. And best part is it only takes 10 minutes to cook. It's called Clean Eating Superfood Quesadillas, which... Well, that, what a catchy name. I know, right? How you is, just, you want to eat it because it sounds fun. How is that not sweeping America? Now, what if it was Clean Eating Superfood Quesadillas on a stick? <laughs> But it's not Oh damn it I don't want it Okay For anyone who is interested Again Only four ingredients And I will put all this In the show notes So don't feel like You need to take notes Or anything But you just need a tortilla And preferably A whole grain tortilla Some chopped mango And a little bit of cilantro And some jack cheese Go ahead Get your joke out I'm sure you have one I I don't think this is The appropriate setting For that joke (laughs) All you have to do Is take those Those ingredients Put them together In a quesadilla format And then you throw it In the oven Or make Maybe even your toaster oven, like me, throw it in there for 10 to 15 minutes or until the cheese is melted. Bam. You have dinner. Oh, I thought it exploded. (laughs) No, I'm ready to eat now. Oh, I see. I was like, why are you making people explode their toaster ovens? (laughs) We're going to get sued. No, the recipe is done. That's how easy it was. You didn't even know. That's how easy it was. And now we eat. Now we eat. And by we, I mean you. Yeah, because you would never eat anything with mango in it. No. But for anyone out there who might like it. Any normal people. Yeah. So you like to uh, find things on the Paleton community and the social media web inner tube things? I do. Whenever I am looking at the Facebook page for Peloton, one of the things that makes me so happy is all the people posting all of their milestones or all the challenges that they have come up against and they have made, they found a way to beat them. Like pirates. Sort of like do pirates. People, do people ever beat pirates? I've never seen that. That's, that would be fun. If anyone out there has beaten a pirate, please post on the Facebook page <laughs> and tag Tom O'Keefe <laughs> because he would like to hear about your story. And the story that I read this this week that I thought was amazing is that there was a gentleman named Eric, Eric Tostrad, I believe I'm saying that correctly, and he posted about April being Parkinson's Awareness Month. And Eric's mom was actually diagnosed with Parkinson's in 2008. Every year, he does something to celebrate or honor her and to raise awareness. And this year, he decided to put a ride together for Parkinson's research, which happened at the end of April. And people rode all from all over the country with the hashtag Peloton for Parkinson's. And all of them, many of them rode all 12 live rides that day. Whoa. Yeah. And you can't even get on there for 45 minutes. These people were on there for like 11 hours. Yikes. Right? They managed to raise over $8,000 for the Michael J. Fox Foundation for Parkinson's research. I was very inspired by that. I thought it was very touching. And I would just like to say congrats to Eric and his mom. Job well done. That's awesome. So Matt Wilpers was on the last episode. He was. Previous. We're not done. 
No. <laughs> Previous. Just one and done. <laughs> well, this is two, so Go clearly. Go watch Superstars. <laughs> well, I don't know. that We're in our basement. I don't know that it'll get, go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so Matt Wilpers was on the previous episode. I uh, was kind enough to come on our first official in- interview, and we got an instructor. No yeah. less. So that's awesome. So uh, he was very kind. He spent a lot of time with us. He was very chatty. Could he be any nicer? I guess he could have like given us money or something. But beyond that, no, he couldn't be any nicer at all. What a fantastic guy. He was. He was really, really nice. It, not nice enough to, for me to want to like go on one of his rides, but he was still <laughs> nice. And so he talked. We had a great conversation. And uh, so, so great of a conversation that we decided to break it up into two chunks. So last time, if you missed it, he talked a lot about his clothing line and kind of how we got into all of this and on this portion of the interview he uh he talks about power zones man oh man do you love your ag1 i really do you do it's a wonderful tasting drink and it also makes me feel good like it's a great way to start the day uh you know i grew up my dad always had things like tomato juice first thing in the morning i feel like ag1 is my tomato juice (laughs) (laughs) this generation's v8 yes I, i do uh but i love the way it makes me feel it's like i I get all of my vitamins and I'm ready for the day just with a drink. And like I said, it's a good tasting drink. And it can help replace your, your multivitamin just by drinking an AG1 every day. Yes. And not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. It also has vitamin C and zinc to support my immune health. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why I've partnered with them for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase at drinkag1.com slash clipout. That's drinkag1.com slash clipout. Check it out. Here's some new tips from the training center. I'm really curious to hear your explanation about what power zones are, how you would say it, just kind of an overall explanation. Yeah, I'm glad you bring that up. Um, So power zone, power zone training is, you know, the easiest analogy is just think of heart rate zone training, right? In heart rate zone training, um, you're working, it's it's all a way of of figuring out how intense to work, right? Um, So the more intense that you work, the the higher your heart rate is. And so, you know, you you have a scale of one to five for heart rate zone training. And so a zone in heart rate training, heart rate zone training is a range of of beats per minute of your heart rate. So that's heart rate zone training. Power zone training is is output, is based on output, which is that middle number on uh, the Peloton tablet, which is a combination of cadence and resistance, which effectively also is a measure of effort. Um, similar to heart rate zone training, it's, it's also a measure of effort. Now, the difference between a watt versus a beat per minute um, output, which is measured in watts, is sort of a measure of external strain. It's how much pressure, force, torque that you're putting on the pedal stroke, um, whereas beat per minute is internal. So you have internal strain, which is your heart rate. You have external strain, which is your, your power that you're producing. Um, so power zone training is, uh, each zone is a range of output. Um, and so the next question is, how do you figure out 
what your your zones are, your your power zones are, because we all know that heart rate zone training is based off your max heart rate or an estimate of your max heart rate. Um, and so in power zone training, they have essentially a max effort, but over a period of time. And that, that period of time is is really, it's, called, it's one hour. Um, and so no one wants to do a test for one hour, right? Um, you mm-hmm. could do it. You could, you could find your heart rate by doing a, your heart rate max by doing a test for one hour and just giving it everything you got and f- finding out what your max heart rate is. But you'd rather estimate it, right? <laughs> and, I, I can tell you at the end of that hour, my heart rate would be zero. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So in power zone training, we do a test as well. And one of the, there's, there's, there's a few different tests you can do, but the, the, the gold standard test is called what's called the FTP test. Uh, which stands for functional threshold power. And that sounds uber complicated and, and ridiculous. And, and so it, it's much easier just to say FTP. It's FTP test. And really what an FTP test is, is you get on the bike and you do a 20-minute effort. And over the course of 20 minutes, you're trying to keep a pretty consistent output. But at the end of 20 minutes, you want to have left getting off the bike, like feeling like you've given it everything you've got. Like, so a max effort effectively over 20 minutes. And there's a certain way of doing it. And that's why on the Peloton app, I've, I've coached it out. I coach a warm-up and then an FTP test of how to do it properly. And you sort of figure out what your your highest average output is over 20 minutes. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense, yeah. So yeah, it's your highest average output over 20 minutes. And so again, we're going to go back to the test, which is supposed to be an hour long. So you take that 20-minute average. And and again, I, I did not create any of this that I'm talking about. Hunter Allen, Andrew Cohen, these famous coaches that have spent you know days and months in the lab, they designed all this. I'm just using using the program like you know we didn't create heart rate zone training either same thing um and so what you do is you you take a you take that 20 minute average the highest 20 minute average output that you did on the ftp test say it's like 200 or whatever you you multiply it by 95 percent, which means you're taking out five percent away from that output number so you're decreasing the output number and result is a lower number that's an estimate of what you could hold for over an hour an output you could hold for over an hour or sorry an hour at max so Again, FTP, your 20-minute highest average output possible, minus 5% is the estimate of the highest average you could hold for one hour. So guess what? You don't have to do the hour test. (laughs) Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, so basically you can estimate your your average output for an hour by doing FTP test, taking that 20-minute average, um, and decreasing it 5%. Then if you... um, you want to figure out your zones from that number, from that output, that, that average output that's been decreased by 5%. Um, and if you look at my cadence article, it has you basically apply a low percentage and a high percentage uh, for each zone. And these are set, set percentages that were figured out by, you know, by doctors in a lab <laughs> doing all these tests. And so you do these, you apply these percentages and you figure out what your zones are. And each zone, each zone is, is very important. We have seven zones. Um, each zone is very important, separate and distinct. And there's a rhyme and a reason why you would keep your output and train in those zones. Um, so does that make sense about how you get to uh, your zones? Yes, it does. Okay, cool. So the next, the next step is why, why would you train in seven zones? And so the the first zone, and it's just talking about the purpose of each zone, like why would we hold our output in each zone? The first zone is zone one, right, which is the easiest. Um, that's when your output is between, you know, zero and, and, a, and, a, and a relatively easy output number for you. Um, we'll call that the, the Tom zone. The Tom zone, perfect. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 uh, that's we call that recovery zone. It's a good it's a good zone to re- recover in. <laughs> so if you after a hard workout or if you're in between intervals, 
you come down to zone one and recover. Um, you spin your legs out, very little resistance. It's just sort of flushing the legs out. Zone two is more of a, we call it the all-day pace or the all-day intensity. Some, it's an intensity. And in running, you call it the conversational pace. Like It's a pace where you can feel the road, you're, huff, you're sweating, you're working, but you can, it's, it's comfortable. You can, hold it, you can hold it for quite a while. You can hold it for quite a while, even hold a conversation at it. And that's more of a, an endurance pace. You could hold for endurance output range that you could hold for a long time. Then you go to zone three, which is what we call tempo, which is a little bit harder than zone two. Um, and again, that's more what we call the endurance area, but you're also starting to work a little harder. Then you go to zone four, uh, which is zone four is, is where you're starting to look at what you could hold for about an hour. And that's right what's called lactic threshold. And that we could talk about lactic threshold in a separate conversation <laughs> or later if you guys want to. Uh, that's sort of the, the point between aerobic and anaerobic or the point between where you're feeling like you can hold it for a while and you're like, okay, I'm going to die soon. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's zone four is like sort of the, the borderline. Then there's zone five, which is something you could probably hold, like an output range you could probably hold for, say, 10 to 15 minutes. That's where you're working on what's called your, your VO2 max, which is your maximum oxygen uptake, which is a test that many people know, taking a VO2 max test. Um, this is, you know, of course, we're talking about something different here. But that's when you're working at what's called uh, your VO2 max range, where you're improving your VO2 max. Zone six is a step above your VO2 max, where you're working on your what's called anaerobic capacity, which is your ability to hold a, a sprint, a, essentially a prolonged sprint. And so that's highly anaerobic, which means you're not really using a whole lot of oxygen up there because your, your energy demands of your of your muscles is much greater than what you can supply. Uh, so usually typical zone six effort you can hold at max for say five minutes and then there's zone seven which is like everything let, 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 hang let me see if i can guess zone seven yeah. zone seven <laughs> is um being chased by zombies yeah exactly zone, <laughs> seven, <laughs> zone seven is you chased by zombies but you can only hang on to it for maybe a few <laughs> seconds 10 to 15 seconds you know maybe maybe 20 seconds at max uh, so zone eight is being a zombie yeah zone eight is being a zombie <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's really those are really the the, the seven zones for saying that's the reasons why you would hold your output in each one of those zones and what you're improving when you hold those output in the zone. So a, a power zone class, all a power zone class is, is taking you through, like a heart rate zone class, taking you through different zones to design an effective workout to, to achieve specific results. So is there is there like an optimal number of classes a week for, for power zone training classes that you should take to your, so that you get yeah, I mean, the maximum? That's a great question. And it, and it really, um, you know, it, it, a lot of it depends on what the goals are of the individual. But in general, for, for you know, general fitness, um, two to three, you know, difficult classes, I say difficult, where you're working in zones four and above, um, you have classes where you hit intervals in zones four and above, two and three, two to three difficult classes where you're really pushing hard and giving everything you got, that, that suffices for one week, two to three of those a week is good. And then it's also good to have one longer class where every weekend I do a 60 minute endurance ride where we stay in zones one through four. Um, so two to three difficult classes where I say normal power zone classes. I even do a power zone max ride on Monday mornings where we really reach the higher the higher end of the spectrum. But then on, on Saturdays, we do a, a, a endurance ride where your zones one through four. So two to three uh, hard workouts a week and then one endurance ride is, is usually suffices for, for uh, a good a good training plan. It seems like, you know, there's a lot of different theories and, and, and different ways that you can approach riding the bike. And this seems like a little bit more of an intense one. Would Is there like kind of a, I don't know, a, I don't, this probably isn't the best way to say it. Is there kind of a hierarchy like, hey, if you've never ridden a bike maybe just start with like some baby steps 
and and don't just go straight for power zone. Is this kind of the, is this kind of the deep end of the pool? Well, that, and that's a great. That's I'm really glad you bring that up. You know, we're um, we're actually there's there will be a beginner class out for power zone training coming out. But we also have like stepping into endurance rides is a great thing to do first, like to get into power zone training. Power zone training, I, you know, it's it sounds intense. It sounds tough it sounds difficult but the end i'm sweating just listening to yeah you. but at the end of the day <laughs> at the end of the day it, here's why it's great it's it's a method of training like similar to heart rate zone training it's simply a method of training it's a method of under of knowing how hard to work and when when to work that hard um, so really the the goal of power zone training forget everything i've said so far the goal of, the goal of power zone training is to just eliminate guesswork from your training so if you want results quickly, um, I highly suggest power zone training, actually, because y- you can talk to anyone that's, that's been in the classes. It's You're, you're going to get results, great results in your fitness quickly, no matter no matter what your goals are. And the other thing is that the, the zones, oh. by doing that test, no matter how you perform, now how great or terrible you think you performed on that test, those zones are customized to you to your fitness level, not to anybody else. So there's no more guessing of how high your output should be. Or, you know, if I, as an instructor, I can't give you an output number during class that's appropriate for everybody. So really, by doing this test, you're you're really fine-tuning and tweaking your training exactly to you. Um, so I was, you know, in fact, it's it's great for beginners because you know how hard to work. There's no guessing. So that's that, why I, that I think it's sense. good for everybody. And when, when you talk about power zone, zone training and you talk about how quick you can get results. Why is it that it works so quickly? Like, what is the the mechanism that's happening there? I mean, I, I think anybody who takes spin classes, they feel like, hey, I just worked my butt off for 45 minutes, 60 minutes, you know, regardless. But but I, I am hearing that people are having these amazing results using the power zone. So what what is specifically happening there? Yeah, and that's and that's that's great because the you know it's it's the method. The method is 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 fantastic. So one, you have to talk about uh, measuring results, right? Right? How do you measure results normally in a class? And that's it's it's difficult to measure results. You, one, the great thing about Peloton is that you have total output after a class. Um, but with power zone training, you have your FTP tests, you have your zones, um, and so again, the the zones are customized to your fitness level. You dictate what those zones are based off your test results. And so then during class, it's my job to design uh, effective workouts to get people to results. And there's there's a rhyme and reason to everything we do in class and why. You know, again, why we talked about earlier, why would you hold your output in those different zones? And I've, from what I've seen in Pel- at Peloton so far, a lot of people like to 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 operate at the, they're fixed on total output. They all, they want their total output to be as high as possible. And what that results in is that you're really good at, at endurance. You're really good at sustaining uh, one output for a long period of time. And what happens is you're you know as we know through fitness in general, your body acclimates to stresses. So their bodies acclimate to to a moderate stress, but never do they really take themselves to the sort of stress themselves harder. And by giving yourself seven, seven zones that are based on your fitness level, you're you're able to step outside your comfort level more easily. And science has shown us that when you, when you know, putting in some harder intervals in there and stretching ourselves to reach new outputs and being able to quantify how hard you need to work, one, it, it makes you more invested in your training. And two, uh, you're going to see f- bigger results faster. So doing some intense workouts, two, three tough workouts a week where you're, you're working at those higher zones that are, that are right for you. They're not, I'm not pushing people beyond what they, what's right for them. I'm pushing people just enough based off the method, which has been scientifically proven 
that's right for them. And so it's it gets optimal results quickly because it's all customized to the person and the workouts are designed effectively. So that's and are, that's why. Are these classes the same? How long are these classes? Uh, so you, we have, for Power Zone training, you have a 20-minute, the 20-minute FTP test, which is the test. Then we have a 30-minute Power Zone class, which, you know, I just did one of those today. Uh, and then we have 45, and then we have 60-minute classes. Um, and so for newer riders, I highly suggest, you know, first start off my beginner rides, but then going into my endurance rides for Power Zone training. And they'll really get a feel. And you don't even have to do the FTP test. At the beginning of every one of my workouts, I run through a process where we estimate your zone. So you don't even have to you don't even have to take the FTP test. Just come in, estimate your zones with me. You'll do that in warm up, and then you'll 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 see exactly what to do during the class. And should do you recommend that people like retake this FTP test every once in a while? Yeah, every because I would see if you get better, your your max rate would change. Yeah, and, right? and this is the beauty of the test. It's like it's really hard to see results through, say, heart rate zone training. It's a very effective way of training. However, uh, how do you see results? How do you quantify improvements? It's very hard to quantify improvements with heart rate zone training. However, it is an effective way of training. With power zone training, your your test results are your test results, right? Say I averaged 200 watts in 20 minutes. I I did that training program of effectively two to three hard workouts a week, one endurance, you know, one long distance workout a week for four to six weeks. And then I, I retook the FTP test in six weeks, you should be able to to reach a higher average output for 20 minutes. And then your results are in your face. There they are. You can tell that your your average output's higher. And the, the great thing is this, <laughs> is that it's, again, it's, it's you. This is all you. This is no one else. This is you. That's it. Well, I took the FTP 20-minute test, but I took it, 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 I did not do it right because I took it after another class, which I should oh, not yeah. have done. <laughs> <laughs> not good. Not good. <laughs> And so I got a little bit lower score than I would be uh, excited about. And uh, then I was looking at my Strava data because I use Strava to, to kind of track all my workouts. And it said I had a higher number. Yep. And so I thought, well, to do my zones, then I could I could use I could use Strava to start with. Yep. But I wasn't sure how to how to like flip it over into into the zones that you're using. I wasn't sure if I take the five percent off and start there or if I you know, use that full number and, and then multiply, use the multipliers for the zones. I wasn't sure yeah. what to do there. That's a great question. So Strava, anytime you see the term FTP in cycling, that usually means they've taken the 5% away to give you, to give you the, the, the hour, hour estimate. So you should be able to take that number and apply the percentages. And again, this is all, I put this all out in the, in the cadence article, which I'm hopefully going to get up on my website soon and apply those percentages to any FTP number for you. And again, you raised a great point. You do not want to take the FTP test fatigued or tired. You want to take it when you're feeling fresh because, uh, and you'll hear me say this in the test, is that this is a representation of your fitness. If you're coming into the test tired and fatigued and like, this is not a true representation of your fitness. And Strava, Strava, you know, there, there is, there are formulas out there for estimating your output, but your, sorry, your FTP. But I'm not the biggest fan of it because they don't incorporate. Yeah, one, one, you need. I, I just think testing is is the best. It's the best indicator of where you're at. Two, there's a psychological aspect that I don't think it's pulling in. One of the things, great things about FTP testing is that it captures both your psychological strength and endurance as well as your physical strength and endurance. And those are very important because if you think of a race, you might be the strongest person in the world, but if you're weak mentally, then 
you're not going to perform. So measures both. That's that's fascinating. I'm going to have to try that again and do it fresh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you'll see you'll see a big pop. I think you'll get higher than your Strava FTP. Okay, well I'm going to try that out and we'll find out. I could also dress up like a zombie and chase you. It's perfect. That'd be even better. <laughs> You're a problem solver. That's what I do. (laughs) I hope that helped. Yes, that was incredibly helpful. And I really appreciate how you kind of differentiated between heart rate training and power zone training because I have I've been following heart rate training for uh, I'd say about seven months now. And I definitely can tell a difference in that I feel stronger and just better fit overall. But but I feel like if I do too many of those classes per week that if I do too many endurance classes per week and I don't do the really hard classes, then I, I don't feel like I'm really making any improvements. And I can't tell because I haven't done my FTP tests. I can't tell if that's in my head or not. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think that's that's interesting. Yeah, exactly. And I think there's a there's a huge uh, misunderstanding in the fitness community. And I've seen it you know, actually quite a bit here. And it's, it's, you know, it's a lot of people think that we can just go, you know, there's this fat burning zone called zone two, um, and that you're, you're going to just burn fat all day long like crazy if you stay in zone two. Well, that's true. Um, if you think about calories burned for a workout, so say you did a workout for an hour and you stayed in zone two. Okay. The calories burn uh, in for zone two Say so you, so you compared it to a workout where you did half zone two, half zone four. So you did one workout for an hour in zone two. You did one workout half an hour in zone two, half an hour in zone four. Well, the the workout what you did in zone two, uh, if you compare the percentages percentages of calories burned from fat, would be higher than the workout that you did from uh, half zone two, half zone four. However, the amount, the the total quantity of calories burned would be much much greater in the half half class where you're half zone two, half zone four. And if you multiply Apply the this the smaller percentage of calories burned from fat that the total quantity of calories burned from fat would be greater in the second class the half half class than the first class and so effectively to get the same workout or even remotely similar you're gonna have to stay on the bike for much much longer in zone two uh, to get the similar workout than you would if you actually pushed it for 30 minutes uh, for that zone four effort uh, so but however I will you know qualify that statement by saying you know it's you, you, every time you raise the intensity you also have to raise the amount of time you takes to recover from something like that um so it's it's good to have those more intense workouts but you need to sprinkle them in lightly like uh, two to three times a week max well that that brings up a great question so is there this perfect balance of exercise types of exercise you should do every week and recovery um you know i i know you run as well and so i i have no idea i would love to add running to my exercise routine but I never like I always feel like oh if I have a day off from the bike then I need to rest and then if I rest and then I'm too exhausted to run and then if I run I'm sore and then I don't get back on the bike and I go around in the circle and so so is there some kind of like this is what you should be doing when you want to kind of take it to the next level but not hurt yourself yeah that's, that's a great question and it's it's a very complicated question to to put an answer on to be honest um i am about to push out some training plans that incorporate that are for runners to use peloton to train for marathons uh that will be coming out shortly um because peloton's got so many great things to offer it sort of connects it all together and shows you how you can use peloton to actually train for a marathon uh incorporate peloton into your train for marathon um that's but, so exciting yeah you know, <laughs> I, so I, you know, excited. I put a ton of work into it so i'm really excited and it's like you know i've coached a lot of runners a lot of cyclists and in the running community 
community, it's, you know, you're, you're always looking to uh, ways to add volume to get the benefits from added volume. But with added volume of running comes risk of injury. Um, and cycling is a great way to add volume to your training with limited risk of injury. Uh, so it's, I'm happy to, to push that out for everybody. Um, when it comes to finding the perfect balance, you know, you have to, it's, it's highly individual. Um, I cringe at trying to put, you know, say there's one, one size fits all because you have beginner, intermediate and advanced athletes really. That's, and what it comes down to is you got to, you got to listen to your body because most of us are professionals. We have lives outside of our of fitness and those lives affect our fitness. And so say, for example, you are a corporate lawyer and you have, you can't get that much sleep at night. Well, if your training volume goes up and you're still not able to sleep, uh, you're sleeping maybe four or five, six hours max, uh, you're going to find that uh, your ability to recover, uh, it takes much longer for you to recover from a workout than than say maybe someone else that can get to bed and get plenty of sleep, eight plus hours, uh, and increase their sleep if they need to with their training. So it really comes down to what's called listening to your body. So in general, you you want to allocate enough time to recover from those harder workouts. I always say at least one to two days to recover from a hard workout where you really push it. I usually instruct my athletes to avoid putting two hard days back to back because if your body can't heal from a workout, you'll never you never really see the gains of what you did. Um, you'll just, so yeah. this is just hypothetical, but if someone were to ride their bike for two or three days in a row and then miss a day or two and that hypothetical person were to hypothetically beat themselves up over that that would be hypothetically not the best tack to take no and, hypothetically yeah and, and, yeah no, and that's and that's a really not point any fingers because i would hate to embarrass my wife <laughs> well i will but. say this i will say you know there is eventually we, we had a 48 hour rule in college and it was like okay well after 48 hours from a workout your your body starts to sort of the the gains you've you've made start to start to start to fade a little bit uh but sure. the, the slope the slope of your gains fading after right after a workout is very is relatively flat it doesn't start to fall off until you start looking at say a week or two two three weeks actually you'll start to see a pretty steep slope off in your fitness so taking one two three days not going to kill you what will kill you is your diet (laughs) during the problem is if i don't work out people always forget about that (laughs) Um, and so it's, it's like, so say you, you do two or three days on the bike, then you take one or two days off, which is totally fine. You're going to get back on the bike. You're going to feel fresh. You're going to feel amazing. But a great way to add insult to injury is to let your diet go and to put on excess weight, et cetera. That makes you feel worse than you actually are. So uh, it's, don't, don't take two days off and go to hometown buffet. (laughs) (laughs) If you take two days off, that's fine. But like, keep your diet in check and, and, uh, remember you're not burning a million calories in that day so you should probably right. tone the diet down a little bit uh <laughs> and that but then you'll get back on the bike feeling feeling fantastic and and you'll notice this in your training like well, i'm sure that you've done this already where you've taken two three days off you get back on the bike and you're like man i feel amazing that's because your body's yeah. had a chance to heal and recover which is great those are usually the days i hit a pr which is very exciting yeah yeah exactly because your your body's all those micro those little micro tears from the workout have healed up and your muscles come back stronger uh, which is great so and that's why i i say you know, when you sprinkle in those hard workouts, two to three hard workouts a week, leave at least one to two days in between each. And, you know, feel free to take to ride as many classes as you like, but just don't push them. Take them easy. Dial it back. Have some fun. You know, do that kind of thing. Totally. So so as we wind down, would you like to tell us something about yourself that maybe we don't know that's not bike or exercise related? Oh, my God. A hobby. <laughs> 
there's not much in my life that is not biker <laughs> exercise related, to be honest. Uh, so, no, I don't know. Uh, you know, see favorite here. band? A favorite band? Oh perhaps? my gosh, that's that's way too. I I like it. As you guys have been, to my, if you've been in my class, you know that I like pretty much every type of music that exists. <laughs> I, yeah, so, uh, I love that you play oh, country rides. What, what, what else is there? I mean, pretty much everything I do is athletic <laughs> for fun. <laughs> I, I love to I love to read. I love reading the, uh, you know, I used to work as a, a CPA, actually. for That's what I did before I got here to Peloton. And I actually, uh, you know, I, I had a, I, what I called a quarter-life crisis. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I realized that I, I, would, I, did not, I did not belong as, in the finance and accounting world despite my best efforts. So I left that and got into coaching and, and never, you know, thought about what the heck I wanted to do when I grew up. And I actually decided to pursue medical school. And I did a post-bac uh, degree at, at NYU uh, while I was coaching. That's actually, I met Peloton while I was doing all that. And, uh, wow. And, uh, and so I actually got accepted to med school. And uh, I gave up going to med school to come to Peloton because I felt like it was the the right decision and the, the the best way to help as many people as I can, you know, to do something really good for the world. Uh, so it's great intentions coming here, great intentions of helping people because that's really what makes me tick. So any feedback I get from riders, I love hearing it. I love hearing about the performance improvements is also the negative stuff. Give it all to me. I want to hear it because at the end of the day, it's like I'm here for, for you guys and to, to better everybody, to sort of share what I think is my gift. And so that's really and, what it comes down to. And that that's great background information because, you know, you were talking about all the different powers zones and and how you're like you know i didn't invent this stuff but i'm just kind of executing it but like but hearing your background it says that you do have a very strong knowledge base you didn't just print something out off the internet and start following along like you you have a background that says you know numbers you know health yes you, you know what i mean like it's it's more than just yeah i don't know I, it would seem like sometimes you, you kind of wonder like well okay how much of this do they really know or fully grasp and it sounds like Based on where you came from to arrive at where you're at, it, it would sound like the answer would be a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing is like you know it, it's 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 really been a gift, and I you know to be honest, it's like going through school. I was constantly you know whenever organic chemistry and chemistry, I'm like, wow, how, what does this mean? From a fitness perspective, I'd always ask those questions of like, okay, well, so when you're doing this, how, why is it, you know, understanding things all the way down to electrons popping off <laughs> uh, an ATP or whatever, you know, it's 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 great to have that depth of knowledge. And it really helps me understand when I pick up these books written by these coaches, why why these things are happening and what's actually happening at a chemical level, you know, inside your body. And uh, why does it feel the way it's feeling? And I think it's important to understand these things, the, 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 the answers of why, because I think it helps people invest a bigger effort into the, the workouts when they understand, okay, doing this is going to give me this result. That's great. Let's do, let's do this. And I think it's important that it's important as a coach to understand these things because when I design workouts, I design them for you know what I what I think is going to help people the most. And having that knowledge background really helps me design effective workouts. So well, you're clearly doing a great job of it. Everybody loves your workouts. Well, and, thank you, and, and, I, and that's that's great. And there, I still I I don't know everything. There's a ton I need to learn. <laughs> uh, I'm reading books every day on this stuff. I love it. And so it's this is just the beginning. <laughs> so when somebody takes your class and they do really well it's almost like they got a pr with the dr yeah, there, you go. there you go there you go i just invented a new hashtag there you go there you go there you go but yeah no 
Oh, uh, I wish, you know, you know, part of me was just like, you know, it was really tough for me to, to, to give up that, you know, pursuing that life. But at the same time, like, I, you know, I knew that even if I did pursue that life, it would come back to this. And that's really helping people and helping the, as many people as I can and doing something good. And that's that's what I want to do. Has has teaching at Peloton been what you expected it to be? Oh, man, it's it farks, you know, it's. I, don't, I can't even say I had expectations coming here because Peloton is nothing like anything else out there. And um, it's been, it's been like just, this is a dream job. I, I keep telling people, I pinch myself because it's just like anything I want to do, you know, of course, it's the company's all for it. And, you know, they're there to help me and support me and push me. And it's driven me to be a better instructor I, than I ever thought I could ever be. <laughs> so it's it's been fantastic. And working with the company is, is great. Like, I wouldn't trade this for anything. Well, that's awesome. We're all very glad you're here and that you've joined Thank the you. team. And, and Matt, we have to ask, what would your leaderboard name be if you had one? <laughs> it's funny you say that because uh, I just bought a bike for my dad. And, <laughs> and, and I guess he signed signed in under my account <laughs> and, and and so and he's totally uh, destroying your statistics <laughs> apparently he owns a you know he he does own a mazda mx5 and so he he changed my leaderboard name to mx5 <laughs> so, so if you see mx5 that's that's me <laughs> uh, that's or awesome. my dad one of the two uh, but, but no, I, I don't know. I, as an accountant, I'm not exactly the most creative individual that, <laughs> or, you know, I, I like to dress in black and white. Uh, so it's, uh, I would say, you know, M, M Wilpers or Wilpers is plenty. I, I think my, my last name is, is pretty unique. So I, I go with that. <laughs> so. I think it's. I think it's fascinating that like your background is accounting, CPA, and like you like to have all your colors be very black and white, <laughs> just like numbers would be. Like there's no gray area. Yeah. It's plus or minus. There's no. I don't like, like guessing. I don't like. I like knowing. Yeah. <laughs> I like hardcore. <laughs> Hardcore results, hardcore evidence, and that's how I, that's how I train. That's how I, you know. Otherwise, otherwise, it's just a mystery. And, and you know, we we've, yeah. we've been to the moon. <laughs> we should yeah. we should know this stuff. <laughs> yeah. So that explains your love of power zones. It exactly, does. Oh. exactly. So as we wrap up, uh, where can people where can people find you? Is there a Twitter? Is there a Facebook? Where can they go to get all your stuff? Yeah, buy your book, subscribe to the newsletter, <laughs> your home address, your social security oh number. My go gosh. ahead, go. Oh, I hope to have a book. I do hope to have a book one day. But now it's just a little too early. I feel like I don't know enough yet. But there's uh, my Peloton Facebook page is always a fantastic place to go for updates. Instagram is great, you know, but but mostly the Peloton Facebook page. I'd say go there. Twitter, I still don't fully understand. So <laughs> I, we're right there with you. I, I, I do don't not even, get it. Don't even get me started on Snapchat. <laughs> oh my God, Snapchat <laughs> is like a, a, a giant black hole to me. <laughs> but I uh, I will keep trying on those on those platforms, Twitter and Snapchat. But I I keep my Peloton Facebook page. It's pretty up to date and I keep my, my Instagram pretty up to date. So check me out there and uh, my website, mattwilpers.com. If you want to get email me, I, I can't promise you I'll respond within a month, but I'll, I'll get there. <laughs> I'll get there. So, but it'll be, def it'll definitely be faster than you respond on Snapchat. Yeah. Snapchat. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the dark hole where nothing comes out. So. <laughs> so. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to join us. Yes, yeah, thank absolutely. You so thank much. you. I appreciate it. Thanks for doing this. So our first interview is officially in the books. 
Yay! I, I, I think, though, if we're doing our podcast in a book, we're probably not going about it properly. In the speakers? In the speakers? In your ear holes? In the cloud. In the cloud. It's in the cloud. There we go. But we did it. We did. So thanks to, to Matt for coming on and spending so much time with us. He he was great to talk to. He was. So that's it uh, for episode two. We're, we're like Chuck Willery, two and two. We are done. And uh, if you want to find us on the social medias, you can do that at facebook.com slash the clip out. You can find me at Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe, or you can find my lovely wife, Crystal, at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe, or you can find me on the bike. My leaderboard name is Clip Out Crystal. And my leaderboard name is No. <laughs> like Megan Trainer. I mean, what? Who's Megan Trainer? I'm a guy. I, don't I know to all that. about your Spotify list. I don't listen to Megan Tr- Trainer. Is that how you say that? Too late. Okay, so. <laughs> what were you going to say? I was going to cuss. Oh. What? Oh. I don't know. You got <laughs> your eyes closed. I didn't know where uh. you went with Megan Trainer. <laughs> you're like, if I've been on this bike and you're all about that base. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> you're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> you're like, you better be all about that treble. <laughs> Forget that base. <laughs> So that's it for this episode Coming up on the next episode We will speak to Scott Farr About Fast Times at Paleton High So how about that So if you don't know what that is You can find it on the next episode And if you do know what that is You can be excited waiting for the next episode So thanks for tuning in And keep peddling